Hello, and welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour film concept. Our movies are comprised of four things, a genre, a line of dialogue, a prop, and a location. It's kind of like that dog that you're not quite sure what breed it is, but that kind of makes it lovable because it's like a mishmash of all these dogs put together. <laughs> so a mutt. It's a, it's a mutt of a movie. <laughs> I'm Joshua Lytle, a filmmaker and storyteller. I'm Chris Wegman. I'm also a filmmaker and a date night specialist. Hi, I'm Justin Teal, and I make websites by day and I dungeon master at night. Well, welcome, everyone. This is actually the first episode where we've only had three storytellers. Three, yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to go. Yeah. Uh, well, without further ado, let's fire up the story machine. All right. All right. So I'm going to turn the nozzle. Oh, the gauge is upside down. There we go. That's better. It's working at maximum strength. All right. Um, we've got our genre coming out. It is mockumentary. Oh, <laughs> okay. A genre inside a genre. <laughs> um, oh, here comes the prop. It is a box of old photos. Oh, perfect. It fits. Yeah. yeah that's fine. And uh, the line is draw an X on the door. And the location is roof of a skyscraper. Hmm. Whoa. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, well, mockumentary, which right. inherently is... Mockumentary obviously is a joke of a documentary. Right. It's a fake, a fake documentary. So could you give me another like example of like The Office? Yeah, I I, I mean, I think I think so. So yeah, it's like a documentary that's not entirely real, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so um, yeah, you know, Spinal Tap. No. Um, best in show. No. Mm, no, it's fine. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to find something that's sort of universal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's not necessarily a self self aware documentary. Like if you were making a documentary about Pokemon and you're making fun of it, like that's, is that a mockumentary? I don't want to get stuck <clears> in this. I was just. I don't know. I mean, I so I I would. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm just going to say that I think a mock the difference between a documentary and a mockumentary is aside from just it being humorous mm-hmm. I think it's 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 satire it's poking fun at the documentary at, genre at a at a a person or the genre I mean it's this one's complicated man yeah. I I I'm not entirely ashamed to admit that I don't know enough about mockumentary um, but like best in show is about dog people who do dog competitions. Yeah. Like, it's um, about dog shows, dog shows. And so, so dog shows are real and there's right. real people who do dog shows, but the, the people who are in the documentary, are all actors making like a fake documentary about dog shows. Okay. Right. So and that, all, that's the main difference. Like, so a, do, a mockumentary is literally like, or like pretending it's a documentary. You know. Yeah, or like yeah. The Office, where they're making a documentary, but they're all actors, and so there's a script, and there's some. Okay, is it fair to say that it's a comedy, a comedy that's shot in the style of a documentary? That would be a good way to put it. I think this is a likely place to start, right? So last time, I think we had a lot of success with just trying to figure out what were some of those hallmarks, what were some of those, yeah. just classic, some, yeah, some of the, what you would expect, and then we can kind of either. Go with the flow, or we can start to to, uh, or we can start to diverge from there. So, and, and so, so the the um, the tropes of a mockumentary, apart from it being funny, really are the same as a documentary. So, like, what do you expect in a documentary? You know, usually there's a a a character or an event that's being covered, and there's interviews to camera a lot of times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if we start with the way we did last time, we kind of listed things that you would see in a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was saying, like, yeah. or documentary, because okay, they're very sorry. similar. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you want to start that, you, mm-hmm. you, if we wanted to, you could, like, write up, um, you know, talking to the camera, yeah. the interview scene. Yeah. Um, so, interview, B-roll, I mean... Um, is is there sorry so making eye contact with the camera is kind of something that they would do could 
Yeah, it, it kind of depends on how what kind of how raw it is, right? Yeah. So, for example, in a Ken Burns documentary, no one would ever address the camera. Mm-hmm. It's very formal. It's it's always off camera. But then there's a there's a whole sort of subgenre of documentary that's a lot rawer, like a Michael Moore documentary, right? Where right. he's like holding the camera and might like turn and look at it. Or, well, like that, know. and I guess with the whole mockumentary, like The Office and I'm I'm going to stick with Office and um, Parks and Rec just because of those the two that I know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like they're they're always like. Part of the joke is someone looking at the camera like, right. can you believe this guy? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I, it, breaking the fourth wall is definitely, I think, is definitely. That's uh, a good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would also, in addition to breaking the fourth wall, I would also say unexpected events. Okay. Right. You know, yeah. when when documentaries kind of have a, a, a an agenda or a bend to them and then something happens that sort of forces it to turn on its heel and mm-hmm. they do something else. I would say that's a good, talking about, um. They have a sort of an agenda, so yeah, they they're, there's like a purpose to making a documentary. Like this store is closing, and I want to talk about the history of it. Or um, you know, these are people who live in the middle of the jungle, and we're gonna go find out how they live. You know, right? Or even just like Any, the ones like why sugar is bad for you? Why sugar? Yeah. Any yep. of those? Yeah. The the government's corrupt, and we're gonna we're gonna show you why, and we're gonna interview them. And if they don't yeah. tell us, we're gonna knock on their door as much as we can. But I feel like most mockumentaries are centered around either a person or a group of people or a group of people who are participating in some mm-hmm. event. I think of a, a documentary now, the mm-hmm. IFC series. Uh, it's have you seen that? I've seen a few. Of okay, so yes, yeah, so, so perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so I feel like we kind of have a pretty firm grasp on some of the the elements that are associated with the genre. Mm -hmm. If we look at our other criteria, whether it's the draw an X on the door, the box of old photos, or the roof of a skyscraper, does that conjure up anything in reference to who our character or characters or what event it might be centered around? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think for this one, the next step, using this stuff that we've gotten, we should pick and we should make up or pick an event or a character that the documentary centers around. Yeah, because that was the interesting thing about this one, and maybe it's a way to stretch our muscles too, is this one doesn't need the character as much, at least like the actual like a person character, because a lot of those just, you know, there's a million people in them. The character could be, the main character could be the guy making the documentary. Yeah, oh, or, yeah. or the mm-hmm. event itself kind of becomes a character. Yeah, but, right. Um, um, or the main character could be dead. Because yeah. it could be sort of his, it could have a sort of a historical. Yeah. So things I was gonna point out are like so the box of photos. Obviously, that mm-hmm. could be a good catalyst for having a documentary. Like I found this box of photos, and we're gonna go through them mm. and, and find out the history of somebody. Or, I don't know the the drawing an X on a wall always makes me think. There's a lot of documentaries on Vimeo about um, spray like spray painters, mm. like famous spray painters in cities. Like oh. graffiti artists. Like graffiti. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Spray painters, graffiti <laughs> artists. <laughs> well, I'm going to use a really complicated. <laughs> well, now refer to them as spray painters. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, it's interesting. I feel like the hardest thing is putting something out there because now that we've established this sort of yes and mm-hmm. exercise, I feel like the minute you put something out there, you're committing a whole the entire group to either a really be- awesome hour or the fucking worst hour of their life. Well. So if we lay these out there, let's just like ways to maybe sort of use things like, so again, like the box of old photos could either, you know, it's like the whole thing, right? But it could be the start or even the Mm. end of the kind of movie. And same thing with the location, like both great ways to like just show either time passing or um, just Mm -hmm. you could start or end there. So let's just say they're not necessarily like super key. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you and- at the risk of working backwards, I really want to end yeah. on the roof of a skyscraper like yeah. somebody's going to jump off. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. All right. Okay, majority well, majority d- rule. That was way darker. I was like, yeah, roof skyscraper. Maybe it's going to show the graffiti artist is like work. That would be a oh, great nope. like, unexpected thing. Like in the middle of an interview, like the person like the like I'm going to jump off the skyscraper. Okay. The- so uh, already I'm getting, I'm, getting the, uh, I'm getting a sort of uh, exit through the gift shop vibe. Did you mm. see that one? I saw some of it, yeah. Okay, about uh, graffiti artists and Banksy was in it. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe you should just go to explain. I could see this being sort of an opportunity to make a mockumentary of that same idea, whether it's this street artist or uh, 
<clears throat> so you want to like double down on the graffiti thing or so I was I like the idea of like that sorry style but I was wondering is there more of a mockumentary way of doing it the only thing I could think of right away was some type of like balloon artist let me help not not help with the balloon <laughs> sure. I think that's a great idea but um another thing I like in in mockumentaries and in that documentary now they the first one or yeah, the first one is sort of like a like a fall from grace, and then that the you know like it's mm. like those. Do- which one, those, which the, one was the first one again? It was with the two old ladies. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I forget what documentary it's, it's based, based on, but on. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But it's like they they were these fam- they were these famous mother daughter act, and now they're just like crazy old women who no one know- like no one remembers them because they sort of went crazy and sort of fell down through the ranks of society. I feel like we can sort of triangulate mm-hmm. this yeah. a little bit. I like where we're going in reference to maybe not honing directly in on street art, but an artist in general, and especially mm-hmm. one who's maybe past his gone. prime. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about a mockumentary, I think, too, is they, they take – I don't know. They, they, it, it is a satire where someone the, – the character thinks that they are bigger than they should be, you know. Uh, so the the women in the first episode of the documentary now, they – they think they mm-hmm. des- they're in, like entitled to all this stuff, and and they're like clearly just jokes of themselves. And so, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I like this idea of an artist who's sort of fallen from grace. He's he's sort of he's seen he's sort of lived his uh, he's sort of experienced his golden years, mm-hmm. and he kind of he still has delusions of grandeur mm. right he still thinks like he's he still thinks he's hot shit and this that and the other and he just kind of refuses to give it up and by virtue of a documentary crew following him around yeah that just kind of feeds his ego a little bit yeah. but he doesn't understand that they're following him around because he's kind of a has been yeah um yeah. is that does that read? I yeah, don't realize that was no. a lot of words. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, I was just picturing, I don't know why, but is the guy a emoji artist? Like before they were real emojis? And like he, we follow the guy who created the first smiley face like sideways and he's still like creating these emojis via keyboard. Like you would just like to keep, just like the, the pound sign smiley like face. Like he's somebody who doesn't oh, want it. to switch to... Yeah, like he and he's a hardcore. Like he never uses the real emojis. He's always using, I don't know. I don't I wonder know. if we no. could take him farther back. Like maybe it's like that. That could have been like he he thinks that emojis were the culmination of his like like you know I made this thing and then far down the road you know emojis that came from me like my thing yeah. caused emojis and it's I, sh- it, I never got recognized for that like it's one of his periods right so he's he's kind of he claims to be responsible for all these things right and it's it's just it's through we, we're sort of following him through all the different periods that he mm-hmm. had in reference to his art and that's the box of photos right yeah. so he holds up a photo he says this is me typing the very first emoji and this is me two years later adding the winky face. I was the one who invented that. Who would have known that a semicolon? That's not the, I, I know you can go. Off. You can go track the guy down who actually created this. Oh really? Like, like he ended. Like he's like super proud of it. Oh shit! I don't know if that oh. matters. I don't know if we need to cut things. But, oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, but no, I don't well, know. But yeah. And so what I was getting at is like maybe he was an actual artist who created, like. This could have been in the '60s, and he was creating art on a typewriter. Mm. He was creating like really like blank sheets with little symbols on them, like, and they were in 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 like avant-garde sort of place, you know, um, art did, studios. Did you ever did you ever do the ASCII stuff where you would like space 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 x x x x x space 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 like you would mm-hmm. make art like that's what I was imagining right. when you're when you're yeah, doing yeah. it's like on that printer paper with the the the. Oh, a dot matrix. <laughs> dot matrix yeah, it's kind of cool. This this thing that like every child that we you know we grew up with did on their calculator, or maybe when they were bored in class. Yeah. What if this guy thinks that he or he sort of claims that he did it first? The interesting thing about mockumentary is I feel like we kind of have a general arc already, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've we've identified this character. We haven't given him a name yet. We we sort of identified maybe some of his character flaw. He's a little bit too big for his britches. He has del- delusions of grandeur, that sort of thing. 
this documentary crew is following him around, not because he's famous, but because he's sort of a has-been. He's mm-hmm. washed up. And I was telling you the other day, Chris, that uh, this is an exercise that Pixar normally does, and it's they call them gag sessions, where they just kind of, in an effort to fill in the gaps, they just kind of throw out a bunch of different things okay. that mm-hmm. might this in our case different art pieces of art that this guy may have created or different installations or performance and so i wonder if just to kind of create the character a little bit if we just kind of throw some stuff out in the air and just see what sticks Mm -hmm. in reference to some of the stuff that he's responsible for because by virtue of being a documentary or a mockumentary, it's kind of informational, right? And he's going to go – I imagine he's going to sort of take us through some of the stuff that he's done yeah. in his life. And then maybe eventually we can start to figure out if there's a conflict. Maybe eventually he's he's confronted by somebody who claims that he, do, he that they did it first or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I do like his like – yeah. So maybe yeah, I agree. Maybe we should come up with some some art, and I think one of them should be that, like it's he like centered the the type the paper and the typewriter like sort of off centered in the middle, and just did like semicolon, you know, asterisks, and like all of a sudden it became he's like this is it, like and he pulled the sheet out, and like that was his his first. He's like I made the sm- I made the winky face, right? So you know I made a winky face. So I like. I like Justin's idea. He he sort of t- he claims that he invented the emoji. He did it on a typewriter. Mm-hmm. I liked your balloon idea. You know, he's he he just he filled up a Burger King full of balloons. That was his art, mm-hmm. right? And you know, you cut to some archival footage of uh, the news mm-hmm. is there, and they're like, somebody's filled a Burger King full of balloons, <laughs> and they're interviewing someone who just wants to get a, a Whopper and. The, <laughs> And they just say, I don't get it. All I want is a Whopper. And some asshole thinks it's art to fill up my Burger King full of balloons. Mm -hmm. So even though he created the emoji, he's still like an artist in his own right and maybe a little bit obscure or or weird. So so maybe in the beginning, yeah, he's an obscure artist. And and he's being – like I'm assuming this kind of takes place somewhere between like the, I don't know, 60s and 90s. That's a pretty big – space i mean but this is going to span his whole life but there's a lot of surreal and abstract artists coming from that time and so he maybe he's grown into this and and feels like he's trying to find his space in the world like he felt like he was being drowned out and so he does a lot of different stuff and one of them is like sort of that sounds sort of like performance uh artish where you would fill the the restaurant full of balloons and like see what happens yeah Mm-hmm. So like that would be one thing he tries, and we can come up with a bunch of things that he tries, and one of them just becomes famous. Yeah. Eventually, that's where he kicks it kicks off. Like like, and then I did this, and it's the one thing that he found that the that people actually right. kind of remember. Like then we'll cut to some historians who are like, you know, when when so and so did this, like it changed changed the art world, changed the art world. You know, he was really hot for you know a good two months, and then. Um, yeah, then, but then interesting, the tech world got wind of this winky face and it revolutionized oh, messaging you, forever. You should meet yeah. like Steve Jobs at a party and like think that Steve Jobs oh. stole. <laughs> he should talk yeah. about meeting Steve Jobs at a party. And <clears throat> oh man, how he thinks that yeah. he stole. I like the idea too that like he like despises like the new emoji that are actually like faces. Mm. He he only he's an old school guy that only likes the the letters and symbol combinations. Yeah. Um, I also was thinking this is kind of, I guess, maybe maybe why they're following him is he's actually creating an app that only does the symbol emojis, and he's, like, going to pu- publish it. They're, they're following him sort of like the, um, yeah. um, what was the video game one with Meat Boy? Oh, indie game. So they're kind of like indie game where they're going to, like, do him before and then, like, film him after to see how successful his mm-hmm. app is, and maybe that's, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's on top of the building. At the he end. could he could be working with like programmers and new artists to try and make this app, and we could interview them. And they're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to go back to to making like 
it's kind of stupid, but he's paying us for it. So right. So just to be clear, so so he he's kind of an obscure artist that is well known for certain things, but mostly the emoji. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a story of him trying to find a second life in today in yeah. in, in uh, the modern age. And so he's the documentary crew is following him around because he's making an app. He's doing something big. He he thinks it's it's doing uh paying homage to his his art. So he's he's doing that thing that some celebrities do where they just won't let something die mm-hmm, and they right. just keep doing it and over and over and over again. And he's just kind of failing. Got um I've got another uh another one of his early attempts at art. He uh he would paint <laughs> He would put paint feet on his chest, and then he'd do push-ups on a canvas to make it look like footsteps, but they weren't actually footsteps because they were painted on his chest. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did I mean was that was is that kind of where you were you were going? I mean, because um, I, I feel like we're we're revisiting the emoji thing a lot, and so mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder if we're as a group we're sort of trying to narrow the scope of his his body of work. Um. So if we go, do we actually want someone jumping off the building at the end? Or is that just a joke? They might talk him down. I want it, but we don't need it. Well, because I wonder, again, so like his whole thing was, I guess he was, so his whole thing was he was very interested in the symbol emoji and to the point of paying people to make this app. They're paying him like all of his fortune. And of course it's not going to do well in the app store. And I just wonder if he's up on top of the building. Like they're at the end, they're like filming him and maybe that's when they, definitely break their fourth wall where the camera crew goes out to like stop him mm-hmm. from jumping the wall. But so the idea I guess was like, he's just so in love with his famous creation of the, the symbol emoji that that's all, that's all he can like think about afterwards. Or again, maybe he does other things. Oh, that just yeah. never sticks. I think is that, was, I, is that answer the question or is that? Yes. Not where we so go? no, no, no. I, I think we can, um, I, I hesitate to even say agree to disagree because I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I think, Maybe through a series of trial and errors, he's he's an artist and he's he has a a series of failures, and then the emoji. The emoji is his claim to mm-hmm. fame. It's his thing, and that's why he's sort of obsessed with it, right? And that's right. why he refuses to let it go. And then the documentary starts to refocus. I'm sorry, the mockumentary starts to focus in on that, right? And so it's picture. I, I sort of equate it to a, a band. If you were watching a documentary about uh, a, a band or something like that, they have a they have a s- series of albums, but then there's that one mm-hmm. hit. They have that one hit, yeah. And this is his hit. Yeah. Is okay. that is that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so this would be like if a band, I don't know the right words for this, but like remade that like a, a 50 year anniversary. Like they're trying to like get their, or they're trying to get their sound back. Yeah, they're trying to get their like. But fame it doesn't. Back. But it doesn't ring it doesn't resonate anymore right because and he feels like the rest of the world is sort of bastardized the thing that he created mm-hmm. by making it you can the, change the, like the the skin color of them right but now they actually have faces oh yeah, right? yeah. You right. Know, right. And, hey, like yeah real faces and you can change yeah. the skin color so they're more customizable but his was abstract and it was you know yeah that's what it, was beautiful about it it was mm-hmm. universal it was universal it, w- it was neither black white <laughs> You could change the color of the font. It was so easy back then. Yeah. You could change whatever color you um, wanted. And I don't know if this is where you were going, Justin, but that that last moment on the on the roof of the skyscraper, he's got he's he's got because because I was I was Coming going back to my yeah. So he's got he's got the emoji painted on his chest. <laughs> it's just a big smiley face. Yeah, and he's gonna jump off, and his 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 last his last performance art. Piece is gonna be him when they take put, his body up. putting the emoji on the pavement. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, um, would it be cool? Because we've we've actually like covered a lot of different points yeah. in the story. Like, what if we went back to the beginning now and tried to like tell his story through, knowing yeah. that we've got these points? Yeah, because I think that's the hardest thing. I the, I like the idea of all of his artwork, but mm-hmm. it's I. I was literally just drawing a blank too on like so, what his past and, art was. And I feel like a lot of documentaries go from like, well, I, these kind of documentaries go like, well, when I was a kid, this inspired me. And then, you know, like I always thought of this guy. Right. He drew X's on the, on doors. And, <laughs> and then, and then he, he tries to find his voice. 
he gets famous. He kind of has a falling off. And then, yeah, the rest of it is sort of like a downhill, like, people stole my idea. I couldn't think of anything new. And here I am now. And then it picks up. Right. Mm. I feel like this is where the, the possibilities kind of get endless because it can be about failed relationships because you could do an interview with his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. You could do an interview with a rival artist who, like I said earlier, also claims that he invented the emoji. You know, um, we can definitely start to fill in some of those gaps. Uh, so what's his name? Let's start. Let's go yeah. to the beginning. What's his name? It kind, it's weird because it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, he, you know, his, his he, he could be Tyler Biltmore for all I care. So I mean, the th- with some of these artists and stuff, I was trying to think of like, uh, so with these artists, I was trying to think of more of the foreign name or something. So I was going with like Frederic or something that's normal, but that he's twisted Got a, it. a bit. Um, or it's like when people have uh, monikers mm-hmm. like Pez. Like his name is Spaz. Maybe eventually he, you know, he says like, but you might know me better as Spaz. I don't know. I was born Rupert Eddington. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I feel like, so this might go into a little bit of a story and this might help us with his name. Yeah. But because he, he, Likes the he came up he thinks he came up with the emoji he claims to have come up with the emoji it sounds like he he really likes symbols he's inspired maybe he was inspired by symbols and so I kind of imagine him coming from Middle America where there's lots of like street signs and railroad crossings and just really boring suburban things mm-hmm. that inspired him and then he learned Ooh. about graffiti at some point those. Spray painters. I just, I picture him going through this box of old photos and he holds up a picture of him and his dog and his dog naturally has yes. the, the, the emoji pattern on its fur. They never like, they never talk about it. Though. Right. <laughs> well, I was, I was going cause like I did like the idea of like the railroad crossings and stuff. Cause those, you know, big circles like X's yeah. and like, yeah, he's like, I'm just getting inspiration for my I think, surroundings. I think he, yeah. The, the beginning of the photo box is just him talking about growing up in his small town in uh, Oklahoma and how he just loved to take pictures of the signs around town. like Right. Yeah. And so naturally you, you, you cut that with uh, uh, an interview with his parents, yeah. right? Because they're going to be uh, – they're going to provide the testimony mm-hmm. to his childhood. You his know. room was full of, full of signs and when he started stealing them, we told him, you know. Boy loves signs. Boy stop. <laughs> The boy loved signs. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> chapter one. So going on that. So his real name is because that was that was the point we were trying to do. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> yeah. to. Help. But so, so I like I like where he's like, from because he's some his, Middle America suburban town. Tyler Jones. There we go. I don't know. Is that a good Tyler? Is that a good nickname? Ty- yeah, it's Tyler Jones. Totally, totally fine with yeah. me, man. But and, and he can always get a name. He can always change his name when he becomes famous. Well, I was gonna say I I I figure mm-hmm. he'd have a. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Is his name just an emoji, like Prince? Or a it's symbol? Like a, yeah, it's like sim, like it's like Prince, oh, where it's just a symbol. You, shit. Oh, oh, um, um, yeah, it definitely is. You might know me as pound sign, but then they turn it into <laughs> hashtag, and he's like really pissed. The Octothorpe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was, I was gonna go with percent, but I like that he had he had the, the hashtag before oh, everyone else, yeah. but he didn't call it hashtag. Right? No. Yeah. Exactly. So now everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah, he calls it the Octothorpe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, he thought that was really cool. Like, yeah. I am Octothorpe. And then he went around calling himself Octothorpe. So, his, so maybe he put hashtag TJ. Like, because his. Nice. <laughs> and so he just hates the internet so much. <laughs> yeah, this one's not. This one's weird because it's not. Um... I like where we're going because we're, we're kind of we're, yeah we're, for, we're, through it now. Yep, yeah, we're we'll ju- we're just going to take it timeline. We'll like take it because we know his decade name. by we decade. Know where he grew up. We know what he's he, what his inspiration was. And we kind of we have an idea of our ending, mm-hmm. right? Because it's his it's his last hurrah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, so well, um, we never got the uh, the line. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of. <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like that's going to show up in one of his histories, right? Yeah. So, so I, th- I think a natural progression would be after uh, we talk a little bit about his childhood and he develops this persona, which is Octothorpe TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he move to a big city? Cause... Well, I would think he would go to like art school. Yeah, you know, and then oh, you yeah. then. What do you mean he could go to like one of the yeah yeah like the New York school or an LA school? So he goes to, he goes to art school in in the big city, mm-hmm. and that that's where we would kind of hear an interview from one of his one of his teachers or, or one of his classmates or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where he's trying to find his voice. I actually, depending how key it needs to be, one of his um, art. Like the balloon thing could have been maybe he just drew an X on the door and he was like, I just want to see how many people want to go in. It was like, so he could have just, he just yeah, I, I drew, I, I would draw an X on the door. And that was one of his like art projects or art. What we, yeah. What, yeah. I like how he goes there. through these phases of like social experiments yeah, and um, performance pieces. And yeah. You know. So maybe that's the thing that he did in, in art school in college is he would, he was going through this phase where he would draw X's on the doors and the teachers or his professor would talk about how it was how it was just really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, like, but they they cut back to him, and he's like very proud of it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I would draw around the entrance, and like people would just go around. They'd walk to the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. I'd set up a set up a sixty millimeter camera and and just watch them try and figure out where to go. The, <laughs> the teacher says something about how it was all fun and games until that fire broke out. <laughs> <laughs> and no one used the, <laughs> and no one used the fire exit. And then they I would have gotten away with, or like I wouldn't have gotten in trouble if I hadn't filmed all of them. Too. See, yeah, Maybe he gets expelled from school. Yeah, it cuts to him. He's like, I pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe he does get expelled from school. Yeah, like he doesn't finish art school because of this thing, and now he's alone in the big city. Still trying to find his voice, I guess. Yeah. So, so this, this, so this kind of enters his starving artist period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he he's he flunks out of uh, art school, or whatever, mm-hmm. and so he moves to the inner city, where he he kind of lives impoverished, mm-hmm. not because he has to, but because he wants to, and that that's his perception of of being an artist, mm-hmm. and. I do want to give this some time periods because I feel like he could be part, like sort of like a Forrest Gump sort of thing. He could be, mm. he could be a part of some events depending on what time it takes place in. You know? Right. I mean, for sure. Yeah. So let's, and obviously now, like the the end of it happens now. Yeah. I, I guess I think it depends on how many how many beats we want to give it, right? And so I'm thinking about beats mm. in reference to decades, right? And so if our last beat is modern day and then we take uh, another beat backwards to the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, and the 60s. So let's say he's born in the 60s. He goes to college in the 70s. No. No. He'd be growing up. Yeah. He'd go to college in the 80s. Okay. So he was born in the 50s. Yeah. Then he goes to college in the 70s. Yes. Yes. He goes to the inner city in the late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Yeah, let's say, maybe, yeah, maybe he has his break in the early nineties. Yeah, because that would fit with the the text and emoji kind of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, through hope, through hope the, these add up, someone. No. <laughs> so basically, through the eighties, he's just he's living this sort of starving artist lifestyle, and that this is what this is his sort of trial and error. Or no, it would be the seventies. Well, well, late 70s, early. Yeah. yeah. Through the late 70s, mm-hmm. let's say from 75 to 1990, mm-hmm. he's 15 years, he's just kind of experimenting, doing different things. And the 90s is when he's got that big hit. That's mm-hmm. when he discovers the 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 emoji. Did they always call it an emoji? Well, that's the, I, I, the minute it left my lips, I was like, he's got to have another word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually okay. know that much about the history well, of Well, that's where I wonder, like, as we're going through, this, is emoji technically the face ones that we know? In like, so if we were actually going to make this, we would need to do some research to try and fit him in. Yeah, because like, is it just called a smiley face? Was my like, you know I, what I mean? Is I that, have no idea. Ex- abstracticon. I'm the one person who probably shouldn't know this in the room, but um, <laughs> I like abstracticon. Yeah. Abstracticon. So he, he, yeah, he calls it the abstracticon. Mm. 
because uh, it doesn't look like anybody. It's just a yeah smiley face, a frowny face. A... <laughs> I only laugh because I know this guy and I've, I've seen something. I've seen like a, a spiel from the guy who invented the smiley face. So I know this guy is a real person. But is it real? Are we really close? Can, do you think he would make an appearance in our film and then he would they would they would duke it out they would have a fist fight I'm, I'm so basically after this is done I want to look it up to see because okay. like I'm pretty sure I, Got I it. remember him like anyway alright but maybe we could work it in where he's the one who might have stolen the idea from him <laughs> what is it Octacon what is the the Abstracticon no, oh. no but what's the oh, hashtag Octothorpe Octothorpe DJ Octothorpe is a real thing no I oh, know okay. I was like I was um I mean, in, in, in that whole 15-year period, I feel like that's where we just have a that's lot. That's where we fill in these, like, yeah, fill, fill you, the thing with balloons. You just have a lot of fun with mm-hmm. all the different shit that he tried to do, whether it's filling up a Burger King full of balloons or... Maybe he does have a failed relationship in there somewhere. Yeah. Like another artist. They just couldn't... Yeah. Know. Yeah, it is this very, like, New York starving artist. Can his... um partner go on to actually create like she's the person who creates the hashtag like just to get back at him I, Ooh. I don't know just, she's, she's the one who steals it she's the well she's the one who starts using it like in Twitter and like creates right yeah that's fun I like that that's part of his story that's why yeah. he's like also down about it and yeah because I mean really we, we are kind of we are kind of building up toward that last scene because he is going to kill himself <laughs> It's sort of a poignant moment, moment because I mean, everything he's everything he's ever done has been either stolen and he's just not recognized for it. I mean, and and what I'm curious is, I mean, do I think you and Chris have a better idea of how this works and stuff with the mockumentary? Yeah. Do do one of you? I think we're almost ready for like a the recap to kind of like put. We kind of already did it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But I, and I, I feel like what we're trying to do is we're right now we're in his his 15 year mm-hmm. sort of experimental period. Okay. And then eventually through a series of trial and errors, he has his big hit, which is wow. the yeah, the abstracticon. Right? He was frustrated at sitting at his typewriter or whatever it was. Maybe he was at the what if he was at the library? Like it wasn't like because he obviously he's a starving artist and he just like is playing on the computer and he's frustrated, just makes the thing and because. Up until this time, everyone would either type out like, oh, I'm feeling happy or you make me smile or like I'm smiling. And so until one day he was like, you know what, I'm just going to need just like pound sign smiley face like sends or I guess. Yeah. I think as an artist. Oh, oh like, oh, sorry. I was going to say, so this, um, uh, uh, his significant other, uh, the person that he's in a relationship with, she has all these letters, these type typewriter and letters where he... He he typed it, mm-hmm. she, so she's got sort of proof, mm-hmm. yeah, of it. And she, you know, during the interview, she said, "Yeah, this is the this is where it all started. This is mm-hmm. the very first one." Yeah, I like that. And it, and it was something really really uh, uh, mundane, like don't forget oh, to was... pick up milk. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was like I can't wait to see you later. <laughs> Winky. Oh, I guess the, <laughs> the Winky face is later, but I got I got the milk. <laughs> yeah, and and so at this point, he's come up with it. And he starts to like. I think this is where you would cut to. It would be like a faster edit, and yeah. you cut to art, like art critics talking about him. You might throw in some actual art critics. Oh you know, man, that this would is be where funny. you would throw in real. <laughs> if we could get Roman Mars, yes. in our little mockumentary thing, I would doing do a ninety-nine percent episode. Of so, oh my god! <laughs> it, so, is there a scene? Um, like, I think you guys have a way better idea of this than me, and I'm just, like, throwing in little tidbits. So is there a scene where he's at, at one of those, um, what do they do downtown? Uh, like, like an art, 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 art gallery? And he just, oh, yeah. He's just got, a f- like, a framed photo of, of just the smiley face, yep. and maybe that's it at this time? Or does he have, like, maybe multiple, he's got malls. I think he'd, he'd start, or, yeah, he'd start at smiley face, and then he'd go to, like, O-face or, you know, sad face. And, and then there'd be a whole art gallery full of giant prints of white canvas with just like yeah. one somewhere on it. Cause mm. I, I like the idea of, you know, he does a smiley face and like that goes forever until 
it starts to die down and then he figures out like so then he keeps like he has to keep recreating new smileys is the idea versus right. like he doesn't he doesn't do them all at once he's just like oh man yeah and he just has to keep feeding so, everyone so quicker and quicker. so he 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 gets a lot of notor- notoriety for this one thing and so he he starts to just mutate it mm-hmm. bit by bit so then then he introduces the winky face yeah and the and the the art community loses their fucking mind. Mm-hmm. With the, when does he introduce the? Uh, I was say I don't the, think he does yet. <laughs> the, 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 the big boob lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was say I don't think <laughs> he does any of the dirty stuff. I think he blames like it being stolen and kids like taking over for like adding this like right dirtiness to. And his. so so he's kind of he's 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 kind of riding high right now. I want to see it, at one of his art. Like when they show footage from one of his art galleries, it's like Robert, Down- like young Robert Downey Jr. is like this guy's fucking amazing. I love him. Like changing the art world. That's one of the scenes. Oh, there's is, huh? Is Robert Downey Jr. like a big art fan? I don't know. <laughs> oh, could be. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I, I hope he is. Kind of. Oh, <laughs> I just picked it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Got it. Yeah, working on the obscurity yep. of the mockumentary. Yeah. And so, so, so he's kind of riding the he's kind of riding this crest, right? And then we're we're kind of at our until. So it's it's the mid, what would you say, mid nineties, right? The tech boom, early, yeah. Um, so probably almost like early two thousands would probably be okay. more of where this would probably fit in. Okay, so he's 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 ridden this wave ten years. You know, he's the guy. This is his thing, and then. Unbeknownst to him, technology, something completely out of left field, kind of steals his intellectual property. But I was going to say, so up until the iPhone, everyone is making those symbols, right, on your phone until you get, like, the emoji keyboards. Yep. And maybe even the original iPhone still had just making the symbols. I don't know. So, But so up until then, everyone's unless you, like, so AIM, I think, had, like, you could pick the faces but on the phone, everyone's still actually making those symbols. So this might get into his character a little bit. So when people start using their phones to make his art, I I feel like that would hurt him. I feel like that devalues him as a. So I think I think his downward starts there, where people start to recreate his art, and all of a sudden these things that he had are meaningless. Yeah. And then it the the next like the final punch is that. They change it um, to to go to go mm. off that. So, yeah. So maybe he likes you know before that you're typing your letters out on um, typewriters and mm. like yeah you're only using one right. You're being very yeah, cautious with it and very um, giving a lot of um, elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like even with emails, you're still not typing a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to like aim and stuff, you start to kind of o- over abuse them. And that's when maybe he starts voicing his opinion. And then with phones, yeah, he's like this is just garbage. And, like people are just they're just communicating via like my my abstracticons, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the iPhone just completely bastardize it with the the emoji face, and he just that's when he loses. That's when we pick up. Yeah. So maybe this is like not nowadays. This is like two thousand eight, because the iPhone mm-hmm. came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. So well, so I mean, that's definitely something that he would mm-hmm. talk about, right? So he would talk about this sort of fall from grace, this downward spiral. You know, people are taking taking what he would consider his art for granted, right? Mm-hmm. Like his uh, name isn't even on it anymore. Well, they don't even call him a streptocon. They just, yeah, they don't. They just call yeah. him emojis. And he's well, just, like right. no one realizes that it was a form of art. Now yeah. it's just something you do on your phone. Oh, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. And and, he, and obviously we'd talk about him trying to find a new voice. Right. So, so there would be another sort of period of failed, jokey sort of so, things. So really... It's kind of about where the documentary catches up yep. with him, right? Yeah. And I like to think that the documentary catches up with him a few days before he launches himself off this building. And maybe he's hired this crew, unbeknownst to them, what he's going to do. Basically, this is his big comeback, right? So after uh, 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 the emo- the emoji and sort of the bastardization of his mm-hmm. art has occurred, he starts to develop this plan, right? How am I going to how am I going to get back into the spotlight? How am I going to get people to remember me and recognize so, and, and remember my name? Mm-hmm. So are we kind of could we decide if we want cuz there was the part where he might have been making an app, like maybe he's trying to he's trying to join the new world by making this app that only prints in in his things 
And when it fails, he decides like, well, I'm going to go out with a blaze of glory. Right. Yeah. I'm going to draw, you know. I, I like that because it's, it's, it's. So maybe he hired yeah. the art. He, maybe he hired the documentary crew to help with Man. the launch of his app. I'm starting to feel sad for this guy. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's like a tragic kind of story. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how I picture the app. Is the app just a thing that you install so you can put em- those emojis on your phone? Or I had the idea of maybe it takes pictures and it puts, it actually detects what face you're making and it puts his emoji like on your face. And so it's almost interesting. It's almost an interesting app, but like, of course, no one actually likes putting just, in, you know, the emoticon like right on your face. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it's interesting because it's, it's got to be an app that's developed by an artist. And so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, which is why it doesn't catch on. Yeah. I like the idea of maybe it, yeah, it, it replaces your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or it sort of, of, of superimposes a. Which, yeah, because like that uh, that software exists. Because like yeah. whatever Google had a thing where you would take a p- photo and it, it put the emoji next to your face that b- best represents, which was like almost spot on. So like the technology exists to like mm-hmm. re- just replace your face or just shove an emoticon yeah. or an extrapticon yeah. right, yeah, right on your face. It's it's just a really big and sort of you can't really tell what the app is supposed to be doing. It just right. it just uses his thing, and even the the coder the programmers don't get yeah. it and he hired this crew to help tell his past story and to like present like his oh. new idea he's doing well, a kickstarter oh well, this is what he thinks is his big comeback which is why the the film crew is there right yeah, yeah. and then it's but they keep filming we, and this is when from a, a timeline standpoint, we catch up, right? Because now it come it it, mm-hmm. it it turns the corner from being a historic documentary to a sort of a reality type documentary, right? right? So it's present day, it's it's uh, 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 in the moment, and so this this documentary crew is there for the launch of his app, right? Yeah, and then it, shit goes south, and they keep record. They keep well, not they keep recording, but the the story continues. As he he explains, like it didn't. Yeah, it's not working. I don't get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I okay. agree. And I I was just I'm picturing the I want I don't know why I'm fixing the app, but the app actually takes your whole picture, makes it a blank canvas, and just puts like <laughs> the only like the main face that it saw. So, yeah, so it exactly. goes back to its original artwork, and it's just you know it's a sideways right. abstraction. So it takes yeah. it takes this this picture of a couple. Yeah, and they're, they're they're side by side, and they're. The the you know the guy's got his his hand over his gal's shoulder and you apply this app and it just turns turns into two side by sides yeah on a white background. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this app afterwards. Okay. But yeah, no, and it's funny because then it catches up with with the timeline and then we kind of get into reality as opposed to uh, uh, the past and then things kind of for the audience things start to get increasingly. More suspicious and yeah. a little bit darker. Yeah. You know, he's he's he just he had this final blow with the failure of his app. He tried to he tried to enter the mainstream again, and he's just he's just on camera. He's behaving differently and this sort yeah. of thing. And he says, uh, you know, the the documentary crew one day gets a text from him yeah, yeah. and says, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Sad face." And I was gonna say, and the text that says, "Meet me on the roof." Sad face. Yeah. <laughs> Because we could have sort of a breaking the a different kind of breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> where we have the crew like walking up the stairs and they kind of there's a bit where they have a conversation where it's like, like yeah. what does he want? You know, like okay, so we're heading up the roof to meet him. Like they kind of leave in some stuff that yeah, they would yeah. normally cut out yep. because when they come up on the roof th- to get ready to interview him, he's like he, he's like standing on the edge and they're like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> So um, he just faced toward them with yeah, the with the emoticon with, with the with the the um, the, the abstracticon yeah. painted on his chest and he's just ar- arms are stretched. <laughs> he turns around. So I like the idea again. It like it gets, yeah, like he like goes in his office and he's like super quiet. He's like not acting the same. He's not like smiling at the camera anymore. His house is all erect. Like in his interviews, yeah. he's just like disheveled. Yeah, he's like his hair is growing. Like I mean, I like. What Chris said, because there's even sort of another another layer of subtext that you can add to the film, mm-hmm. where the documentary crew starts to leave more and more stuff in. in that they would normally cut out. So, you know, the camera, it's like the producer, you know, the, so you got the producer on camera saying, I don't know, he's not returning my calls. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so 
So we're on the roof. And they're like moving faster. Sorry, not to. Like, no, the, no, like no. It's got that like that weird motion where like normally it'd be nice and smooth, but they're like kind of running and like the mm-hmm. camera like goes down a little. Yeah, yeah when they go on the seeing roof. people's feet. <clears throat> it's definitely like the camera is sort of forgotten a bit. It's not really. And, the, and like, you know, like the sound guy's up there like trying to, to walk out <laughs> towards him and the producer's trying to talk him off the ledge. And this is where I was. I was actually curious if he should jump or not. I mean, there could <laughs> it could end with him them talking him off the ledge, and yeah. we are left sort of and like what what's going to happen to this guy? We don't know. Or he could jump. Okay. And we, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Does he jump? So the, the documentary crew eventually catches up with him. He's got the the uh, uh, abstract con painted on his chest, and he's he's ready for his uh, uh, his last hurrah, something that's going to put him in mm-hmm. the 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 history books as the the greatest artist ever because he's the guy who launched himself off a giant si- skyscraper mm-hmm. and uh, left and left a winky face on the sidewalk. I mean, I got I I dude, I gotta tell you, I think he should. Yeah, I think he ought to jump. So, <laughs> so let me help. I'm, I'm not going either way. I just want to. Set some context because say say this did happen. Say you were on the documentary crew, and this guy is going to jump off the roof. And if he jumped off the roof, it would make the news that he did this, and you guys were f- making a documentary about him. And so, one obviously, if you make the documentary, your the popularity of it will go up. But people might also say that you're exploiting his death to make this movie or you might say that because he died we have to make this movie so people understand his life yeah it's kind of like the the man on the wire right like yeah i never watched it but like i mean i know how that ends (laughs) right but did they i don't remember if in the documentary if they show that or not if you want a twist yeah i'll throw these in okay yeah i've got a twist for you too so the producer or whatever is trying to talk him down and the guy's like no and he's like well if you're gonna jump like give me a hug and so the guy hugs him, and then when they pull apart, he sees the the abstracticon now painted on the other guy's chest, and maybe that's enough to like make him see the good in the world or something. Like he's wearing like an all white all white shirt, and so it's just it's his art. So he realizes that maybe he could instead of killing himself and having it on the sidewalk, that like by hugging people with this, he's creating art at the so like that becomes his new yeah. idea. Okay. Yeah, so that's he starts. Good, he goes and hugs one. all the other like camera that's, crew, that's and then cute. and then like the, the documentary ends with like like footage of the new like him like them talking about on the news like you know this artist is making waves by you know hugging people and leaving you know emojis on them you know and it actually ends on this really high note where he does become kind of famous again. Right. I like the idea that so maybe it starts out because everyone has heard of instead of Comic-Con you've heard of Extrapticon and like the whole event is everyone just gets together and, and like and puts different Extrapticons uh, on their chest mm-hmm. and so by the end like, and it just hugs either random strangers is probably the best way you just like walk down the street kind of like the zombie crawls mm-hmm. but instead you're just, just hugging. hugging people. So, for the record, I like yours better, but I'm going to toss it out there anyway, and we can cut it if we want. But I was going to say he jumps, and he he survives, right? So... And that's the only reason they're able to show it is because mm-hmm. he doesn't die. Sure. And you like after afterwards, the documentary crew catches up with him in a hospital. He's like in a full body cast and <laughs> shit like that. But I like yours. I like your idea better, only because through the most desperate measure possible he yeah. does find that second life i think yeah. that's i think that's really I think cool it's like a double twist because he could he becomes popular again which yeah. is what he wanted anyway yeah and it kind of ends there like we don't know what's gonna happen to him in the future yeah. but he did get his second it's cool because it's it's this it, it relates to this concept of arts found in really really weird places mm-hmm. and it it's it sort of it sort of echoes how he found it in the first place right because <laughs> he finds it in a really unexpected place just like he found it originally when he was on his typewriter yeah. Yeah. i think that's kind of cool yeah just to recap uh tyler jones an artist growing up in oklahoma uh is obsessed with street signs and iconography in general um, his parents don't quite get it. No one in his community gets it. Uh, he adopts the moniker uh, Octothorpe TJ, aka hashtag TJ, just to make. Well, it. eventually. Well, I want to make yeah. sure in case people don't yeah. know what Octothorpe is. Yeah. I think yep. we described it earlier, but yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, uh, goes on to art school because no one in his hometown uh, uh, understands him, and th- starts to. 
experiment with these X's on the doors. Try to find his voice. Yep, trying to find. He's trying to find his voice. Um, eventually, uh, flunks out of art school and moves to the big city and begins this fifteen-year starving artist period where he uh, uh, sort of experiments with different styles and that sort of thing. Until eventually, in the early '90s, he discovers the what he calls the abstracticon, which is just a colon and a parentheses. Mm -hmm. This really launches his career. He's on art magazines and he's, you know, uh, uh, art critics are, uh, are talking about, about his work and he's, I mean, it's, it's, he's on cloud nine. And eventually we make it to the early 2000s when the tech boom has sort of adopted his what he considers his art and bastardized it. Yeah. And bastardized it by including it as a, uh, not only a way to text a smiley face, but then they also continue to mutate it into an actually, an actual smiley face. And this, this begins his downward spiral because no one recognizes him as the genesis of this, this idea. Um, and he also doesn't think it's art anyhow. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually this is at the point when the, the documentary crew catches up with him because he's trying to enter the mainstream again and join the herd, so to speak, by creating this app. And the documentary crew is there to sort of, uh, uh, tell his history. Yeah. To, well, to, to, well, not only to tell his history, but also to, uh, uh capture the reaction mm-hmm. to, the the app right right and it fails terribly because it's this app that simply takes a photo and replaces it with whatever uh, 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 abstracticon is appropriate for the photo on a white background on a white background <laughs> yeah. so it's, in other words it's very 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 minimalistic and this is when the the documentary starts to take a little bit of a turn and it becomes very real in the sense that the producer can't get a hold of him. He just had this massive failure, and he the uh, the crew gets a text saying, "Meet me on the top of this skyscraper, frowny face." And so they eventually catch up with him, and they find him on the edge with an abstracticon painted on his chest, and he says that he's going to make his mark in this world, and go out with a bang so to speak and the producer which is now kind of a second character yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. sort of a supporting role mm-hmm. um says listen i'm gonna support you 100 percent, but all i need is a hug before you go and unbeknownst to him the abstracticon kind of rubs off on his white shirt and as he pulls away there's sort of this this epiphany that this is the second life that Tyler Jones, Octothorpe TJ, was searching for. And uh, everything is right with the world. Yeah. Yeah. He, he get yeah, that becomes his second uh, creation. Like, the hugging, the yeah. hugging and the sharing of the symbol. Yeah, I like the... Again, I, th- I think maybe then you have these extrapticons where people... It's, oh it, yeah, it's, it's like flash mobbing, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, people get together and they hug each other. <laughs> they they, they paint the cons on their chest and yeah. they hug strangers, ideally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It becomes like an internet phenomenon like oh, yeah. planking or the... Ice bucket challenge. Yeah, I was going to say the other one, the... Uh, oh, the mannequin oh, challenge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yep. Cool. That's the story. Cool. Fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And fade, fade to black. black. Nice. Or should we, just... we have to go to the title. Oh, we oh, do well, I mean, the title. Either, I mean, Abstracticon, these are my choice, or, oh. or, hash, or the hashtag TJ. I was going to say something about symbols, like symbol of love. Or, 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 is, it, or, is, it just, hope or, or is it just the smiley face? Mm. I think that is. Is that a documentary? That's right. Just the smiley face? It's going to be really hard to like. Well, it's not going to be hard to type, but I'm saying like that's that's, that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. that's going to be the episode name. Yeah, I mean on the one, it's mm-hmm. like that movie Pie. Uh huh. But at least it has a spelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, Abstracticon oh, just... Abstracticon is great. Yeah, that was my I first like one. Abstracticon. I did I was, too. Something with symbol in it. Like mm-hmm. the word symbol. I mean, it could be a subtitle. It could be Abstracticon. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The symbol for something. Symbol of hope. Mm. I think that's too leading. Like, I think yeah. it tells you what happens at the end. I just um, like Abstracticon. Yeah. I do too. All right. Perfect. Let's not get in the way of a good thing. If you have any suggestions on other art pieces created by Tyler Jones, email us at storymachine 9000 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at StoryMachine9K or use the hashtag SM9K OctothorpeNK I want to put that in there Our logo was by David Padgett Our music by David Ailing This episode was edited by Joshua Lytle We'll see you next time Bye